Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Sound Prince for the week of July 29, 2018. The Kentucky School for the Blind Alumni Association held its 73rd annual reunion this weekend, and we had a grand time. We elected a new board consisting of Adam Rushevel, President, Debbie Dethridge, First Vice President, Shirley Stiver, Second Vice President, Jonathan McCarty, Third Vice President, Eric Stam, Secretary, Carla Rushevel, Treasurer, and Joey Couch, Kenny Jones, Elaine Weisbard, and Bill Wright, Directors. We're bringing you some of the fun from the weekend in this week's Sound Prints. On page two, you'll find Jack Fox and his daughter Jill Fox. Jack and Jill are not only talking book narrators with the American Printing House for the Blind, but they are also radio personalities in town. They were our banquet speakers, and we think you'll enjoy some of their stories. The alumni live-streamed from the Ramada Inn Ballroom on Friday evening, and what started out as a 9 p.m. to midnight activity turned into 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. The first hour was on the radio storm, and from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., we were also on ACB Radio Interactive. Michael and Angie McCarty made it all happen. Listen to a montage of the evening prepared by Adam Reshevel on page 3. And on page 4 is the Sound Prince calendar. Page 2. Uh, I think you'll really enjoy the program tonight. I uh, was talking to Jack and Jill Fox, and um, of course they record talking books. Um, I think Jack has done it for around 40 years now. That's quite a few years. Jill said that she started in 1996. Uh, recording and so and of course if you uh, go to the airport and hear the uh, you're approaching the end of the moving sidewalk uh, that's uh, Jackbox so uh, ladies and gentlemen I'm privileged to introduce Jack and Jill Fox Instead of talking books, we'll talk more about our radio experience tonight. The Jack and Jill show actually started in 1985 between Jill's junior and senior year of high school. Uh, she needed a job for the summer. I was doing afternoons at WHAS, and it was pretty involved, being on the phone and talking and getting all the carts ready. So I hired Jill to come in and just do that. Well, I opened the mic one day with her, and it was a hit. People kept saying, who is that? So the Jack and Jill show started there. And I'll let her talk about where it went from there. Uh, I will say this as I introduce her. She went into radio and did a lot of uh, voiceover work. I used to do, a, still do some, but I used to do a lot of voiceover work. And I was Jack Fox. But as Jill came along, I would go into a studio and they'd say, Oh, you're Jill Fox's dad. <laughs> and I'm very comfortable with that. Not a problem at all. But tonight I get to say, this is Jack Fox's daughter. How's that? Here's Jill. All right. Hello. Thanks so much for having us here. Um, he likes to say that thing about Jill Fox's dad, but actually I go into a studio and they say, oh, how's Jack? How's Jack doing? Tell me about Jack. So it goes both ways. I guess I'll just tell you about a little bit how I started in radio. It was all by accident, really. I worked with dad for that summer at WHAS, and then I really 
didn't give radio much thought, and at that time, it turns out that I have followed in my father's footsteps every step of the way, and never really planned to. I came back to Louisville from college. I went to Indiana University in Bloomington, and he told me that APH was having auditions for narrators, and I went, and I actually auditioned for Raymond Randall's, sat down and uh, was read to him live at a table, sort of a round table with two other women, and uh, he sent my audition tape on, and I was approved there, and I worked there for about a year, and then left and took a leave of absence and did a backpacking trip, so I was gone for quite a while, came back, settled for a little bit, and then needed a job, and I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do or where I wanted to go, and I answered an ad in the paper, at that time, WFPL, and at that it wasn't called Public Radio Partnership yet. Maybe it was just separately known as. I don't quite think so, but it's been so long, I can't remember. But the three stations of WFPK, WUOL at that time is still at UOL, and WFPL, they were at the library. So I answered an ad in the paper. Uh, they needed a board operator weekend overnight, like the worst hours you could possibly imagine. I would go in at uh, Friday night at 10 o'clock, and my only job was to push a button at the top of the hour and push a button at the bottom of the hour. But the cool thing was, I got to be in the basement of the public library downtown in this cool old building. I was me and the security guard. And I would sit, and overnights we would just play the BBC World Service, and I would sit and listen to the BBC, and I'd kind of walk around the library. And there was a, a show that would air, and I think it was probably on around 1 o'clock. Literary talk show called My Word. And Dad would come down. He'd come to the library and he'd have popped a big bunch of popcorn, and we would sit in the basement of the library and listen to this talk show. Um, but that's sort of, that's how what I do now. It grew out of that. Pretty quickly we moved into our new, which are no longer new, but the new studios down on 4th Street. And when we went there, they didn't need anybody to push buttons because we became automated. Well, one thing I did with my time, in addition to listening to talk shows, is because of my background at APH, at that time, all of the underwriting announcements were recorded by the board operators earlier in the day. And to my ear, they sounded awful. They sounded terrible. And so I would go back in the studio and play around, and I would re record these things, and eventually brought them to my program director at the time and said, you know, I could do this for you because I'm here, and why not? And I, would, I think it would sound a lot better. And he agreed, and so I started doing that. When we went into the new building, I didn't, they didn't really have a need for me to be a board operator, but I started doing all of their underwriting announcements. Eventually took over the responsibility for all of it, but before I did, the daytime underwriter announcer was Brian Kahn. I don't know how many of you are familiar with Brian, but he read for years at APH and was also working at WFPL. He did that up, I became essentially the voice of WFPL. Eventually that led to, I now host the morning news, the weekend edition on Saturday and Sunday. And they kind of dragged me into that kicking and screaming. I was so comfortable behind a microphone, reading anything off a piece of paper, but I was scared to death to do anything live and anything where I'd have to sort of think on my feet. But they talked me into it and I did that. And one thing led to another and now I'm doing Saturdays and Sundays. Um, I had a program director at that time who Things were just changing. We had new administration coming in. They were streamlining. His advice to me was make yourself valuable. Make yourself, you know, do what you can. And so I cross-trained. I was able to do, um, I could cover for any shift, any show. And 
the scariest thing was when they talked me into doing covering morning edition, which I would have to go in at maybe 3.30 in the morning, and do their flagship news show. And I think it was Christmas Day, because nobody else was gonna be there, and I was scared to death, but I did it. And that led to so many other opportunities. But again, my father comes into the picture because Christmas Day, I'm all by myself, feeling probably a little sorry for myself and scared to death. And uh, he came and picked me up afterwards, and we went and had Christmas, what was breakfast, because I got off here at nine, at the only place we could find open, which was Twig and Leaf, up on uh, Bardstown Road, and we had our Christmas breakfast at Twig and Leaf. Um, so, uh, just a nice memory I have of that, and I made myself invaluable following my program director's advice, and I've pretty much done that every step of the way. Dad and I were talking about ways that we both got into radio. I don't know that you can do it the way that I did anymore. You know, just, well, first of all, answering an ad in the paper. I don't know that you, that's even something that people do. Going in and kind of just talking your way into this, I can do this, just give me a chance to do it. Um, you sort of did that when you were, if you'd like to talk about that, when you were in high school, even. Okay. Yeah, well, I was going to talk about, you know, mine goes from, <clears throat> I call it Harvard to Hollywood. Um, I, I graduated from Harvard at 17 and started in radio there. Some of you know that's Harvard, Illinois High School, <laughs> not Harvard University. But that's, uh, Bert knows that. <laughs> but um, we were living in northern Illinois outside Chicago, a little town called Harvard. My father was a minister. And normally we would go down to Evansville, Indiana, which was our home. Grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins were there. But we didn't that Thanksgiving day because it was my senior in high school and he was doing a community Thanksgiving service. So I was feeling kind of sorry for myself. And I, we had a little 500 watt daytime radio station in the town. <clears throat> I don't know why I went out there on that day, but I did. A uh, sweet little lady named Esther Blodgett owned the place, lived there, and she had given her only employee the day off. And I'm sure she was happy for the company, so we started talking. I started going back on weekends and saying hi, and finally she said, if you can hang around, I'm gonna put you to work. And she did, and I started at WMCW in Harvard, Illinois, uh, my senior year in high school. Did everything, mowed the grass, uh, read the obituaries, the grain market reports. I had a, a wide variety of musical experience. I did a teen dance a country and western show, and a polka party. Uh, I'll all remember introducing Whoopi John, whose real name was Whoopi John Wilfart. And uh, we had a lot of, we got a lot of requests for that. So, but anyway, that's kind of the start in, uh, that's my start in radio. So I'll, I'll just tell you some stories. I started there at uh, WMCW, it was the milk capital of the world. Um, had some funny stories. Uh, we had a guy who was the other announcer, he was about five or six years older than me, and again, I'm a high school guy. And uh, John was a good-looking guy and had a 1960 Chevy convertible, and all the girls in town wanted to go out with John. Except one, Bonnie was the head cheerleader in high school, and she was engaged to a guy named Dick Blakely. Dick was away at, in the Army in Germany, and John couldn't get anywhere with her. And one day he's reading a newscast, and yeah, of course it's the Vietnam War is going on, and he's got a news story, he says, and the Fifth Army is doing maneuvers in Germany today, reached over and turned to Mike off and said, I hope that SOB Blakely gets run over by a tank. <laughs> Except he didn't turn the microphone off. And it went all 
all over town. So uh, those things happen in little little radio stations. Uh, one time I was, we were in an old house and the studio was in an inner room and they had an outer room where we prepared newscasts and did things like that. And I was, uh, I was out there preparing and I saw this big Cadillac convertible come in and a guy came out into the place. His name was Bob Scobie. He was a jazz trumpeter from San Francisco. We were near Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, which was a big uh, resort area. And Bob was doing at a nightclub there and wanted some publicity. So I'm talking with him. In the meantime, on the air is a guy named Al, and Al should never have been in a radio station, let alone behind the mic. But our Esther had a big heart, and Al came in one day with a, he was out of a job, had two kids, and so she gave a job. He was butchering a newscast in there. Well, while he's reading, we hear the horn of this Cadillac honking and honking and honking. He's out, don't worry, it's my girlfriend. This is Scobie said, don't worry, it's my girlfriend. Talking horn, here comes the horn again. Ah, she'll be all right. A couple of minutes later, the door opens, and I'm an 18, 17-year-old kid, remember. Here's the most statuesque blonde I have ever seen. In a pair of shorts and the briefest top I've ever seen. And evidently had an effect on Al because Al, in the middle of the story about Vietnam, looks up and says, My God, Fox, where did she come from? Of course, it's radio. Nobody else knows what's going on. And that went all over town. So Al didn't last a whole lot longer. I left to go to Evansville, Indiana to go to college and got a job at WEOA Radio. I had an older brother who was there and he was just finishing college. I got his job. By the way, with Jill and me, there are seven other Fox members who had some association with radio. Two brothers, a dad, uh, let's see, a couple of nephews and a niece and my other daughter, Heather. We were nine of us had some association with radio, so it's in our genes, evidently. But I worked at WEOA. Interesting sidelight to that. While I was there, I was in college, but I was very enamored with radio, more enamored with radio than I was eight o'clock lit classes. And so I was missing a few of those because I'd be out so late at night at the radio station. And I decided to answer a couple of blind ads in broadcasting about jobs. And one was Winston-Salem, North Carolina, WAIR. I went down and talked with them and took the job. I was, you know, 18, 19, I'm looking for adventure. Came home though. There was a letter from WKLO in Louisville uh, offering me a job. And if I hadn't accepted the one in Winston, I would have taken that in a heartbeat because KLO in those days was really hot stuff. But I went to Winston, and I'll tell you more about that. But years later, when I'm getting ready to leave WHAS in 1994, a fellow named Ken Rowland, remember Ken Rowland? Came to me and said, I have something you may like. Ken was the operations director at WKLO and had my original uh, audition tape and the letter and the picture and everything I'd written. So I uh, got that back. So that was interesting. Anyway, I worked at WAIR in uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Had a good time there, but decided to get back to college. I went back to Evansville and worked at WIKI WIKY Radio and, and uh, a big, big, nice station in Evansville. Had a good lesson there. We had a guy named John Engelbrecht, who was the station owner and manager and built it from scratch. He gave me advice one day. Um, I was a young 19, 20 year old guy, thought I sounded great and all, I had a nice voice and all this stuff. We had a guy named Charlie Blake. Charlie was on Good Mornings. Charlie was about 45. I didn't think Charlie sounded that great, you know, but Charlie was a big hit in the community because he talked about his family, talked about his community involvement, things like that. And John sat me down one day and said, you sound good, he's worth listening to. And I thought, wow, that was a big lesson and I learned that to, be involved in the community and talk about more than what was on a 
Gary on a three by five liner car in the studio, you know about that. Anyway, worked at Wiki in Evansville, and that was good. But my program director in, in uh, Winston-Salem, meanwhile, gone to Kansas City and invited me to come out there and work for him at KMBC Radio, which was a great job, bigger town, so I went. Uh, somebody mentioned Jack Frost a while ago. Uh, I was went to uh, went to Kansas City, and I was going to be Jack Fox on the radio. That's my name, and uh, I hear a promo. This is in July. Kansas City is notoriously warm in July, and this program is saying Frost is coming to Kansas City in July. I thought, what's that all about? Well, I found out they made a deal with some air conditioning company to give away a whole house air conditioner to publicize my coming. So I was Jack Frost, and stayed with that for a long time. So. Uh, but I, then I went to uh, KOA Radio in Denver, uh, which was a great, great place. We loved Denver. We loved the Rocky Mountain West. It was the, like a WHAS. They called it the 50,000 voice of the Rocky Mountain West. And it got all over, went to California and every place. So it was great. But I was Jack Frost there, too, because it was another guy named Fox who was on the radio, and so I stayed with that. And a couple of good stories about that. Um, I was on the air one time, and Jill had just been born. And I'm... Um, same Jack Frost, and this lady called me up and said, you have to help me out here. My four-year-old was listening this morning, and we had frost on our window panes, and he said, what's that? She said, well, there's a little man named Jack Frost who comes around at night and paints these windows. <laughs> he said, now, wait a minute. If he's up all night, what's he doing on the radio in the morning? <laughs> she thought quick. She said, well, Jill has just been born, and he needed a second job. So, <laughs> so I, I stuck with Jack Frost, and I had double duty then, evidently. Um, when I went to KOA, it was not a popular movie. It was uh, Rocky Mountain West was very, uh, very conservative, and they had they didn't like change at that time. And I represented change. We had a guy named Pete Smythe who'd been on mornings for years. A wonderful man, did a great show, but that style of radio was was changing, and so I was replacing him. That was not real popular. We were in town about a month, and I'm at the local library trying to get a library card. And the lady is up there, she's typing at that time, didn't have a computer, she's typing, well, welcome to, uh, welcome to, to Denver, Mr. and Ms. Fox, and where do you work, Mr. Fox? I said, I work at KOA Radio, and she stopped, she said, are you Jack Frost? I thought, well, this is great, we get some recognition. I said, yes. She took my application out of the typewriter and tore it up. She said, I'm a Pete Smythe fan. It would not give me a library card. I had to come back another day, so. Anyway, we were, we would have some great stories at uh, KOA Denver. We loved the Rocky Mountain West, but we wanted our kids to be around grandparents and cousins, and so we wanted to come back to this part of the country. In the meantime, we had um, we had taken some tours of Europe with the radio station to see Europe with Jack Frost and his wife. We did that a couple of times. After we came back the second time, my wife, Lou, who's a big dreamer, said, you know, we didn't get to Florence, where all the art treasures are. A lot of places we didn't spend enough time in. Why don't we go back and stay as long as we want and come home when we want? And I said, you're crazy. <laughs> she said, I know, but let's do it anyway. And she quoted me a song from a quote from Ray Charles said, if you dream and a little bit crazy, it's probably not a dream. And so we sold our house, put our furniture in storage, took two little girls, went to Italy for six months. And as the money ran low, we had to come back and look for a job. I was coming through uh, Louisville during that summer, or actually in the fall, to visit a brother in southeastern Kentucky, heard WHAS, stopped in, dropped off an audition tape, and they hired me about three months later, so uh, it was interesting. 
Sidebar of that, in 1965, when I was at Wiki in Evansville, we had to get a third-class radio operator's uh, license. It was like a driver's license, passed a multiple, multiple choice test, but I had to come to Louisville to do that. I remember driving down Chestnut Street, seeing this big hole in the ground. Uh, it was a construction site. Vince Ron said, future home of WHAS radio and television, not knowing that about eight years later, I'd be working there. So. But I came there in 1973. It was a great place to work, great time for HAS. Gary knows all, Gary Mudd knows all about that. Very involved in that. It was a wonderful time. Worked with people like uh, Wayne Perkey, Milton Metz, Barney Arnold, Van Vance, Kaywood Ledford. goes on and on and on. It was a wonderful time at HAS. When I went there, it, it had just been called the Sleeping Giant. They were trying to make it the Cuddly Giant. And it became that very community oriented. That's the thing I liked about it. Um, Right during the tornado of 1974, anybody remember that? Yes. Yeah, remember that. That made a name for the station. Uh, we got very involved in the community. Uh, there was a snowstorm in 1994, and I remember the uh, there was a, a we had a big story on. There was a young girl who needed a liver transplant, I think it was, and had to get to Minnesota, and air, airports, everything was shut down. I get a little emotional about this. We talked about it on the radio. And 150 people showed up with shovels at Southeastern Christian and shoveled the place off with a helicopter to land. Wow. Yeah. So that was that was great. Um, I was there when the tower went down, our 50,000 watts. Gary, you remember that? Went from 50,000 to about 1,500 watts. I was also there when they lost the Wildcats basketball and football broadcast. That was not a pleasant time. <laughs> Every cat fan in the world knew our telephone number. And a guy called me up and said, uh, you don't understand, um, people listen all over the country to those broadcasts. My father lives in Florida, loves to hear Kaywood do the Wildcat games. One night he was in some place in a, driving around because he couldn't get it on his home radio. It's 10 o'clock at night, he's in an exclusive subdivision with his lights off and his engine running. And a policeman knocks on his window and says, sir, do you mind telling me what you're doing here? You won't believe this. But I'm from Kentucky. There's this radio station. He said, I believe you. you're the third one I found tonight. There's another one over the hill. Yeah, so it had a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of outreach. Well, I'll skip through some stuff here, but um, uh, you mentioned the airport. I did a lot of voiceover work for a company in uh, uh, J-Town called Allen Martin Productions. They had an offshoot called IED. Uh, innovative electronic design, and they they devised the computerized paging system that they installed in airports all over the world, really. And uh, in 1991, they needed a male voice. They had Carolyn Hopkins or Carolyn Davidson. Do you know Carolyn? Gary, do you know Carolyn? Yeah. She lives in Maine. Yeah, she lives in Maine now, but she worked for them. She did all the female voices, but when the Iraq War, when the Gulf War came, they said they wanted a male voice that was uh, friendly yet authoritative, and evidently I fit that bill. So I've been doing them ever since. Uh, it's about a hundred places around the country. Uh, at church, at least three times every week, somebody will say, oh, is it Tulsa? I heard your voice. Or tell me some story about that. So uh, that was good. But I mentioned Hollywood. Back uh, a year and a half or so ago, a director named Guillermo del Toro was going to the LAX airport and heard my voice. I didn't know this. I got an email from a guy saying, my director-producer wants to use your voice in a movie. Uh, would you open? I said, well, sure. Well, one thing led to another. It was Guillermo del Toro. The movie was called Shape of Water. And I do uh, announcements in the background about um, uh, security for this government facility. And uh, that happened because 
El Toro was going through the airport, heard my voice, said, I want that voice. Had no idea where that was going, but it won the Academy Award back in January. In, uh, January. So I said, I'm going from Harvard to Hollywood now. <laughs> so, uh, it was kind of interesting. Um, when we, uh, I did it from my home studio. Del Toro called me from Toronto, and so we talked on the phone, and he would give me direction. For about 45 minutes, and we were done, he said, uh, I said, well, it's, it's been a pleasure working with you. He said, I said, my friends are all impressed. I'm working with Guillermo Del Toro. He said, my friends are all impressed. I know the guy at the LAX airport. So, <laughs> anyway, it's been a good time, a good ride. I mean, a, lot of, a lot of great stories about radio, and I'm glad you're excited about it. I always like, you know, they say a picture's worth a thousand words. But I think you get a lot in a thousand words, you know? You can say a lot in a thousand words that paint a lot of pictures in your mind. And to me, that's always been the magic of radio. So, Jill, anything you'd like to add? Or come on up and... Uh, it's hard to top that. He's got the stories. He's got more years uh, under his belt. You yeah. do have a few more years. Uh, I will say that um, I fell into all of this, really, as I said, without meaning to. But I hear him tell these stories. I hear him talk about packing up the family when we were young and taking them on a trip. And I didn't take my daughter with me when I left, but I turns out I did a similar thing, decided I needed to go travel a little bit, and quit my job, saved up a bunch of money, did some traveling, came back, and then there I am working at the printing house, and there I am working at the radio station. Um, trying not to push too much, but hoping my daughter follows in my footsteps. Right now she's going to Lincoln Performing Arts School, which is one of only two performing arts elementary schools in the country. And uh, she's starting to show uh, a little bit of ambition, maybe not for radio so much, but I am always pushing. We were talking on the way over here, uh, Francis and I made a summer bucket list of things to do, and one thing that she came up with was to make her own comic book. And then my suggestion was, okay, you draw it, you write it, and then we're gonna record it. So we're gonna do that together. She's starting, she's just been asked to and decided that she would join the Louisville Leopard Percussionists for the coming season. So I've got the, the performer gene is certainly in the family and we hope to keep that going. But uh, I don't know if radio's in her future or not, but we'll try to, try to pull her into the, to the fold. Well, we hope one day you'll open a book and say, read by Francis Fox. You know, that'll be good. Two quick things I'll leave you with. Um, I will finish with this. Uh, Frances, I told somebody at the table, one of the things she likes to, she, she likes phrases too, and one day she said to Jill, you know what's really nice about Paul? That's me, I'm thinking I'm funny, I'm fun to play with nice. She said, when he leaves, you can sing, hit the road, Jack. <laughs> so it's about time for Jack and Jill to hit the road. I remember a quote. She keeps you humble. Yeah, she keeps me humble. I remember a quote from Will Rogers said, uh, never miss a good chance to shut up. So we're going to do that. Thank you very much. Uh, Jack and Jill, uh, for about the last four or five years, we've done the uh, Treasure CD, and it's a sponsorship. And this year, because our theme is radio, uh, Mike and Angie McCarty and several people have put together uh, MB3s of past uh, different people that are alumni and uh, that's been in radio and we have a copy for each of you i just discovered through uh debbie's facebook I, i've known about the radio storm and i put that on my phone now so i'll be listening it's going to be great thank you and thank you for this page three
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the RadioStorm.com. Mike and Angie here with you until 12 midnight. We are broadcasting live from the Kentucky School for the Blind Alumni Association Reunion. And we're going to be here with you live, our very first live broadcast from the Radio Storm, a remote one anyway. And so hopefully we'll be able to stay on the air and everything will work good tonight. And we're going to be taking requests both in-house and online. So if you have anything you want to hear, let us know. And I got Angie here with me too. Good evening, everybody. Greetings from all of us at theradiostorm.com. ACB Radio Interactive is going to be joining us at 10 o'clock, so we'll have even more listeners at that time. But we have a whole room full of people here at Alumni. We are taking your requests and your dedications. Give us a call, country code 1-502-233-1701. Or if you're here in the room, you can just come, come right on up here to this table, and we'll write down your song request, your dedication. Even if there's a particular type of music that you'd like to hear, maybe you'd like to hear some country or some oldies or... You know, whatever you'd like to hear, we'd be happy to play it for you. You can give us a call or you can, well, let's see, we don't have our Twitter going tonight. We do, but it's so, going to be limited on the okay, Twitter. Okay, limited so. on the Twitter, but you can tweet to us at the Radio Storm or you can, let's see, we don't have our email tonight, right? Right, no email. No email, unfortunately. So don't try to send your request via email because we don't have it going. The we absolute so best way to get us, though, is to send us either a message on our telephone number or just to give us a call. Yep. That we know absolute for sure is working. And the other ones we're going to get to as we get a chance to. So if you send us a tweet, it might be a minute or two before, it gets, before we have a chance to check it. So just uh, be aware of that. But other than that, the very best way is to give us a call. And that way we'll make darn sure that we can get to you. Angie's got her phone sitting over here, so she's ready to go. I do. And, Hello. Uh, we're going to play some songs here for you wait guys. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold wait a it. minute. Wait a Hold minute. Hold it. We got to let our, our first person say hello because he's getting ready to leave. She's we want to say hello to someone very special to us, Mr. Larry Mann. Here, I'll give you my microphone. Say hi to everybody. Hello, everyone. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here with you. I know I have great memories of my 28 years at KSB. I loved the school and I loved everyone so much. Um, well, there you go. It's a wonderful experience. I'd go back and do it again, not even knowing what I know now. I, I love the place, and I dedicated my life to that place. And I, I have wonderful memories. So We thanks. have memories of you, too. Lots well, of thanks, wonderful Mark. memories. <laughs> <laughs> I got my tape here, so I'm anxious to hear that old interview. There you go. Well, love you guys. Take care. All God right. bless. Thank you, Larry. We love you, too. Well, looks like a dog got us messed up here. Hit our computer. So now we're going to see what's going on with the dog. Yeah, pull the power strip off the table. So we're going to see if we can get our music going back here again. Ah, <laughs> uh, that happens sometimes, these dogs, I'll tell you. 
You think you get them under control, and then all of a sudden everything goes crazy. Let's see. I'm not getting any audio. Ah, the computer got the audio from the computer got pulled. That's what got pulled. So we're gonna get over here and connect this cable back. I'll trace this one right here. The only thing is now we got like 500 cables here that are run everywhere. So we gotta figure out which cable is where. Aha, it's this one. This is the cable right here. This is the culprit. So if we get this plug back in, we'll be good to go. Let's just see what happens here. If I can get this one around. Ah, it's live broadcasting, folks. This is our first time. Now, see, there we go. It's amazing what one little cable will do when it comes undone. Yeah, we said this broadcast has gone to the dogs. So we're going to give this another try, you guys. Well, I'll tell you, with this broadcast, you really don't stop believing. We don't stop believing we're actually going to make it through three hours in this broadcast. <laughs> we will see. We will see. There's Fleetwood Mac on the RadioStorm.com. Mike and Angie here with you on this very interesting first broadcast of a, from a remote site. <laughs> we want to give a big shout-out to some of our folks who we know are listening to us. Our Storm Chasers, loyal and true. Even with all of our hiccups, they are still connected. So we want to or at least they're trying. They're anyway. giving it their best shot anyway. want to give a big shout-out to Matthew, who's listening to us in Falmouth, Kentucky. Hello to Matthew and Sue and all the rest of our friends up there in the Pendleton County, Kentucky area. Also want to say hello to our friend Joe listening to us in Noblesville, Indiana. Hey, Joe, how you doing? Hello to Alice listening to us in Dronesboro, Arkansas. Hey, you, Alice. And hello to Dave and all the Dave family listening to us in Liverpool, U.K., so we literally do have listeners from all over the world here, you guys. So that's and awesome. That's yes, right. that's right. Alumni. International and we've got Samantha listening alumni. to us, too. Samantha's being one of our testers out there. She's yep. checking our Samantha signals. Samantha and Matthew, they, they, they got our backs. Thank you, guys. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and also want to say hello. Marty wants to be, do a big shout-out, too. Here, Marte. We will hand you a microphone without jerking everything off the table. And you can <laughs> give us a big shout-out. Hello to... Hello to Rose in Darlington, South Carolina. All right. There you go. Oh, hey, Rose. Hello to Marty's Lady Rose listening to us in South Carolina. That's awesome. That is awesome That right is there. awesome. Aw. <laughs> Marty's going to send a song out to Rose probably at some point tonight. If we can yeah, I think I played one, Marty, for here. you earlier, and I didn't announce it because I was having some technical problems. So <laughs> think of another one, and yeah. we'll play another one for her. Well, let's play a tune here for, at home. <laughs> Hi, this is Rihanna. At work, on your computer, even on your iPhone. I listen all day. It's the radiostorm.com. Can you feel the thunder? TheRadioStorm.com and ACB Radio Interactive. Hello to all of our storm chasers again. Well, we've now passed the hour of 10 o'clock, so that means we can give a big old shout-out and hi to host all of our ACB Radio Interactive storm chasers. 
So we are now broadcasting on the RadioStorm.com and on ACB Radio Interactive. So I want to say hello to everyone out there. we got plenty of music coming up between now and the hour of midnight, at least midnight Eastern time anyway. It's funny to give times on Internet radio because there's really no sense of time at all. Because while it's 10 o'clock where we are, it could be any, <laughs> any period of time no matter where you are in the world. We have listeners from... The United States, we have listeners in the U.K. We have listeners in Australia, you guys. So we literally do have listeners all over the world. Go to theradiostorm.com, and uh, you'll find places there where you can listen to us. Also, you can go to acbradio.org, and you can find us on the interactive channel. So call your friends up. Let them know there's some really cool and awesome stuff going on on Internet Radio. We are broadcasting live from the Ramada Hotel here in Louisville, Kentucky, at our Kentucky School for the Blind alumni reunion. Carla, how many years did you say? 73. 73 years and counting of our KSB alumni reunion. We have all kinds of really cool and fun activities happening this weekend. We had a, a barbecue dinner tonight with some uh, trivia, and now we are doing our live broadcast tomorrow morning. We're going to have a nice breakfast with donuts and such, and then we're going to have a a uh, a little history on radio, and then we're going to have some lunch and a business meeting, and we have a memorial service scheduled for tomorrow. We're going to honor the memory of those who were lost this past year, and oh, and of course we're going to have our photos, our photo sharing sessions that are going to be happening. Throughout the weekend, we have one of those this afternoon, and there's another one planned for tomorrow. And then, of course, tomorrow evening at 6 o'clock p.m., we're going to have a really nice banquet. We are calling it the Jack and Jill Banquet this year because we're going to have Jack and Jill Fox, who are going to be speaking for us this year. So we're really looking forward to that. And, of course, a delicious, yummy buffet with fried chicken and all the fixins and meatloaf and i don't even know just everything that's so my one of my favorite it's parts. gonna be awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah we just came for the food well, i would never say that for sure but you know yeah now that you brought it out into the public yeah so we are <laughs> pretty much we are having a blast you guys we're getting together and we're just meeting up with all of our old friends and hanging out and just it's like we said earlier, it's like coming home for a weekend. It's a big old homecoming, except it lasts for... a party at home. KSB alumni who is singing this song. Do you know who this is? When he starts singing again, of course, that is. Oh, Adam's 
putting up 10 bucks if anybody knows who the singer is. I know, I know. I told my friends don't oh. be upset. Everything will work. That, that's cheating. Just find yourself a country <laughs> gal up to a party line. Okay, Adam is putting up a little dough on this one. He wants to know what this song is and who is singing it. There we go. Does anybody know who that was? Oh, my goodness. Wait a minute. Hold it. Hold everything. Uh-oh. Just a minute. Got something going on over here. Oh, we have a treat. And, Marty, you're right. Hang That's on. It'll Marty be a better Marty. treat if I turn my microphone on. We have the answer to this question. Did anyone know who it was? Marty, did, you, did Marty get it first? I think he did. Marty Montgomery. I think Marty got that one. Do you know what the song was? Oh, come on, Marty. Take a guess. Come on. What was he saying in the song? Okay, well, how about we let the singer himself, Mr. Philip Taylor, tell us what this song was. Hey, Phil, how you doing? Hey, you guys. Hi, everybody. All right, Philip. How are y'all doing? Hey, Phil. Everybody say hi to Phil. Hey. So can hear you. It's good. Wish I could be there with you all. Oh. We wish you could, too. We miss you, Phil. Yeah, I mean, it's just too far away. But yeah. uh, I've been listening to y'all. Y'all playing some good music. And uh, I actually left you a message earlier. Um, but then I heard that song, and I figured, you know, I'd call in again. Well, yes, Phil, we're pretty busy, so you probably didn't get it. We got a lot of people in the room. We got Carla and Adam and Marty. And who else is in here? Is Joey still here? Yeah, Joey. Joey Couch is still here. Patty's still here. Aaron. Debbie Dethridge, Bill Dethridge, everybody. So everyone's saying hello to you and sending you lots of love. Tell us how you've been doing. Hello to everybody. I'm doing okay. Just uh, I'm glad y'all was doing this, uh, you know, the live remote and stuff. Um, so I could kind of, you know, vicariously be there. Yeah. Through listening to the radio. Well, we we are so glad you called, Phil. It's so good to hear your voice. Yes, definitely, and uh, just a lot of memories, just uh, from the years at KSV, and uh, lots of uh, friendships uh, that are made there over those twelve years, and um, uh, just uh, just great to be able to listen to everything y'all are doing there tonight. Well, Phil, we are so glad you called, man. This is such a treat. We are so glad to talk to you. <laughs> so, um, so I'm yeah, and that song, uh, that song was about uh, like long distance uh, relationships and uh, uh, the call waiting. You know, trying to make a phone call to a significant other and uh, <laughs> and yeah. always, um, you know, all, them always being on the uh, the other line. Yeah. Oh, well, Phil, we are, we're yeah. so glad to be able to listen yeah. to your song. We're glad that you called. That was perfect timing. That's yeah, great. I just thought I'd tag him before y'all got out of there. Hey, Phil, tell us where you're listening from. 
listening from Redmond, Washington, all the way in the great northwest, about oh, four hours from Canada. All right. On the well, west coast. Well, that's great. Well, hey, you know what? Um, I'm going to end um, this break with you here on the air, but I'm going to keep you on the phone because I'm thinking there might be a couple people that might want to say hi to you. So you hang on, okay. just, hang on just a second, okay? All right. Well, if All we're right. going to play a song from Philip, we should probably, just so that way he doesn't get in trouble and we keep him all in the clear, we should probably play one that Ann did. So let's play this one, another KSB grad. ACB Radio Interactive and the RadioStorm.com. Well, we're finding more people that are listening to us tonight as our live stream rolls on. Yeah, we didn't quite stop at that's midnight. That's right. That's so. right. Night owls unite, you guys. <laughs> we have Farmer and Crystal that's who are listening right. to our live stream. Big shout-outs to Farmer and Crystal. We hope we get to see you guys sometime this weekend. I don't know if they're coming tomorrow, Carla says. So, yay, we'll get to see them. And hopefully little Stevie will be with them, too. I keep saying little Stevie. He's not so Same, little not anymore, so little huh? Now. Man, I remember that boy when he was. Shoot, I remember that boy before he was born. Man. He just turned eight. Okay, now I'm old. Thanks a lot, Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make a little magic. Make a little ACB Radio Interactive and the RadioStorm.com. There's Nitty Gritty Dirt Band and Make a Little Magic. Well, I think we made some magic. We actually got this broadcast done. Before the night is through. <laughs> well, I hope we did. We actually did this successfully, so that's pretty good. You know, good. we have a lot of people in the room that has stayed with us the whole five hours. You believe we've been that's doing right. this for five hours? And we appreciate you guys staying with us both here in the room and online, too. A lot of you are still there. You haven't uh, cut out on us yet, we so we appreciate that. We haven't scared you that. away yet, so. Yeah, so we do this every Friday night from 10 to 2 a.m. on ACB Radio Interactive and the Radio Storm. We're freeform internet radio. means we play anything and everything. We did not have any kind of playlist when we came in here, so. As long as it's family-friendly, we'd be happy to play it for That's you. That's right. We, we, don't, don't, we don't get too crazy, but. No one tells us what to play except for do, the listeners. We do enjoy playing good music. All your requests, your dedication. So be sure to tune in each and every Friday night at 10 p.m. And then, of course, don't miss the world of sports with John and Paul each and every Friday evening at 7 p.m. on the RadioStorm.com and ACB Radio Mainstream. That's right. They do that every week, talk all kinds of sports. If you are a sports fan, that is the time for you. But for right now, it is time for us to say goodbye. <laughs> it's time. We're done. I know. It stinks, right? I know. Man. But we got to get on out of here so that way we can get this area ready for tomorrow and get the laptops all put up and all that good stuff. So we've got one more song to play, and then we're going to wrap it up 
and disconnect here. ACB Radio Interactive listeners, stay tuned. Another great DJ is on the way for you. And if you're staying here with us on the Radio Storm, just keep things going. We'll be doing 80s music for you all night tonight. And then at 6 a.m., we'll have Saturday morning cartoons which is always fun. You say radio on cartoons. How does that work exactly? But That's right. We play old time. Remember those old book and records where it used to say, yeah. you know. When you hear this sound, turn, turn the, the page. page. Oh, yeah. We play so if a your kiddos those. get up at the crack of dawn on a Saturday morning like ours did when they were little, keep them entertained. <laughs> at least for a few hours anyway. And then, of course, remember Sunday is always the Lord's Day here on the Radio Storm. God, try again, McCarty. Dot, dot, dot. Da, 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 getting tired. On the RadioStorm.com. Enjoy Christian programming from 6 a.m. till 10 p.m. Eastern each and every Sunday, which, of course, includes our worship service with Pastor Donnie Parrott at 11 a.m. and at 6 p.m. each and every Sunday. That's right. And if you get enough of that on Christian uh, through the Christian day, then uh, we have old-time radio after That's that. That's right. So. We have... Jim's Radio Classics, Sunday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern for two hours until midnight. And then at midnight, we have a show we call Unstable Conditions. Yes, all those so, novelty songs. If you love parodies, if you love funny songs, that is, that's the time for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's great. It's always fun. So we've got about one minute to finish our goodbye. So I think we're going to go <laughs> ahead and play this last song. We're going to say goodbye to you guys. And... Um, with Never a little go. black hawk. That's right. You guys have a good week. We've had a great time. Yay. I think pretty appropriate a song by Black Hawk's Goodbye Says It All. Goodbye Says It All. Good night, everybody. ACB Radio Interactive and the RadioStorm.com. See you guys next Friday. Good night, everybody. Ooh, Page four. The Sound Prince Calendar. On August 2, the KCB Convention Planning Committee will meet at 7 p.m. at 669-900-6833, intercode 3572-595-193. The chair of this committee is Amanda Selm. Also on August 2, the American Council of Blind Lions invites you to participate in its monthly meeting this is for lions around the country and is an excellent opportunity to share ideas about how to be involved in local clubs. At 9 p.m. Eastern Time, call 712-432-3900 and enter code 796096. On August 3, GLCB invites you to its next roundabout. 3.30 to 5 p.m. will be technology, 5 to 6 discussion, 6 to 7 dinner, $6 per person, games and crafts, 7 to 10, at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. Sign up by calling 502-895-4598. On August 5, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold its committee meetings by telephone. Advocacy will meet at 7 p.m. and Education, Activities, and Technology at 8 Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. On August 7, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have its conference call meeting for the month at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Individuals statewide experiencing low vision are encouraged to ask questions, share tips, and offer comments. The phone number is 605-475-6006 and the code is 294444. On August 8, 
the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will have its conference meeting at 7 p.m. The phone number is 605-475-4700 and the code is 155-619. For more information about NKCB, call 859-781-7369. On August 8, the KCB PR Membership Committee will meet at 8 p.m. Eastern. The number is 669-900-6833 and the code is 3572-595-193. On August 9, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision invites you to its Louisville Support Group from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries. This is a great activity for people who are experiencing vision loss or who have had low vision for several years held at the United Crescent Hill Ministries on State Street in Louisville. For more information, call 502-895-4598. On August 10 is the next Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Roundabout. There will be education and technology from 3.30 to 5, discussion and tip sheet from 5 to 6, dinner 6 to 7, $6 per person, bingo from 7 to 9.30, $2 per person. For more information and to sign up, call 502-895-4598. On August 11, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold its board meeting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time by telephone, 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. On August 12, KCB Next Generation has its regular monthly meeting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This is for members 40 and under. Call 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595-193. Also on August 12 at 9 p.m. is the next meeting of ACB families. You can participate from anywhere in the country. It's as close as your telephone. Call 712-432-3900 and enter code 796096. On August 14, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, will have its next meeting in Owensboro from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time. The speaker is Jana Billingsley, who will talk about the Wendell Foster Technology and Resource Center, formerly the Western Kentucky Assistive Technology Center. This will be at Wendell Foster's Young Meeting House 815 Triplet Street in Owensboro, Kentucky. For more information, contact Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418 or Bill Roberts at 270-485-8170. On August 17 is another GLCB roundabout, 3.30 to 5 p.m. Education and Technology, 5 to 6 Discussion, 6 to 7 Dinner, $6 per person, Games and Crafts from 7 until 10. At United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville, sign up by calling 502-895-4598. On August 19, the KSB alumni will hold its next board meeting at 8 p.m. by conference call at 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. On August 20, 
The Kentucky Council of the Blind will have a board meeting at 7.30 p.m. at 669-900-6833, intercode 3572-595-193. On August 22, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind will have its next support group meeting from 12 to 2 p.m. at the BCB office in Lexington. For more information, call 859-259-1834. August 23 is the second Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision Support Group meeting for the month in Louisville. It's from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries. For more information, call 502-895-4598. August 24 is the last... No. August 24 is the GLCB Roundabout Education and Technology, 3.30 to 5. Tip Sheet, 5 to 5.30. Page Turners and Tri-State Library Users Group Meeting, 5.30 to 6. Dinner, $6 per person, 6 to 7. KCB Next Generation Meeting and Activity at 7 p.m. And other games and crafts until 9.30. For more information, Call 502-895-4598. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.